You are worthy, O oh Jesus. Oh God, that you come, O oh Jesus. Meet our needs, O oh Jesus. Oh God, we praise your name, O oh Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We'll just go to prayer in this atmosphere. I wonder if we can just sing Healer of My Heart before we go to prayer. There's a few prayer requests. Our brother eBay would like us to remember him in prayer tonight. He says, God is the healer. The devil is a liar. Amen. Uh, brother Norm puts in a prayer request for our sister Louise. Uh, please remember sister Louise in prayer as she is not feeling good tonight. Multiple unspoken issues. Amen. Uh, brother Tom, could I have you open up the service in a word of prayer just after we sing this song a few times?
Amen. He's the healer of the broken pieces. Brother EVA, by the word of the Lord, by his stripes, we are healed. We haven't come to church to be uh, just a, a look onlooker. We have come now to enter the throne of grace and worship the true and living God. Can all, all things are possible? All things are possible. Then God is on the move. Maybe you have a need tonight. Brother Michael is over in Norway tonight speaking at a youth camp. He has a need tonight. And we want to remember Brother Michael and, and the meetings for the young people. We want to remember Sister Louise. We want to remember Brother EBA. And if you've got a need tonight, maybe you got a wayward son. You say, tonight I call on the name of the Lord for the salvation of my son. The salvation of my daughter. Salvation of my husband. The salvation of my wife. Let's enter into the burden and see God, what God will do. Heavenly Father, as we approach the throne of grace tonight. Lord, your word has declared all things are possible to them that believe. We have not come down this pathway this far, Lord. Just to be, Lord, just an observer of something. We have come to meet with you, the true and living God. Who said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Lord, you turned to Martha and you said, believest thou this? She said, yea, master, I believe. Lord, may we all say, yea, master. I believe for the impossible tonight. I believe that you could touch Brother EVA. I believe that you could touch our sister Wood, Lord. I believe that you could be with Michael in a special way tonight. I believe you could be amongst the church of the living God, moving from pew to pew, individual to individual, and let the Holy Spirit minister into the inner man, Lord. We love you with a great love tonight. Asking God that you take Brother Murphy. God, may the thunder of your word come through the vessel, Lord. We want to, Lord, put our shoulder behind our precious brother. Lord, we want to pull by faith to see the word of God manifested within the children of the living God. Lord, every sick person, may they be healed tonight. Everyone that's downcast be lifted up. Lord, those that need just a filling of the Holy Ghost, may the power of God fill every life we pray. Lord, those that are away on holidays, I pray that the presence of God that is amongst the church of the living God be with them, Lord, as they're traveling. May the angels of mercy go before each and every one of them. Lord, we come with great expectation. Lord Jesus, that you will move on this little Wednesday night. Lord God, we're not just satisfied to sit in church. We want to see you high and lifted up in all your display and glory. Lord, bless your children. They've come. We've come to meet with you, the true and living God. Father, you're the resurrection. Lord, let lives that are dead in sin and trespasses come out of their state of unbelief. Raise them by the voice of God. And may the word of God have its divine will and way. Father God, we commit this service to you. Praying, God, your will be done. In Jesus' precious name. We love you, Lord. This is the house of worship. This is the house of praise. We will worship you, Lord. We will thank you that you are the healer of the broken pieces within our lives. We rejoice in the goodness of God. Bless your people. Bless Brother Murphy. Bless the word. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
Allegheny with the mic. Have a special for us this evening. We would want to welcome those on their internet, phone hookups, those who will be archiving that the Spirit of the Lord Jesus will be with you also. We just want to welcome uh, our brother Joe and sister Jennifer and their son Michael. They are visiting here with us. If you're here, can you stand up right here? We greet you guys. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, saints. I met uh, Michael and his parents at uh, Cascade Falls just on Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. Glory, good to see you here. God bless you. Uh, this reason this song is being sung today is that I was out of the Lord's will. It should have been done last time that Brother um, Tim, not the last time, but the time before Brother Tim Pruitt. Or Tim Dodd preached. Um, I had it all ready to go. In fact, I had it handwritten, retyped it so that perhaps the musicians could play with me. I cut my finger at work, and I had the pick on taped onto my finger so I could play the song. <laughs> and so uh, I called Brother Ben and uh, asked him if there was a special. And he said there was, so I said, oh, okay, I'll leave it. And then... After uh, Tim started to minister, I said, Lord, I missed the mind of God again. You've got to follow through when he's calling you to do something. So last Sunday, we were over at Ben and Amanda Drake's, and our brother Hudson was baptized on Sunday. We had some wonderful fellowship, played guitar. and I'm sorry it takes so long, but it's just a, um, it's just the Lord, I believe. We were having some fellowship, and, and I'm saying, well, this song, you wouldn't know that the Lord gave me that so many years ago. And, and so he says, well, why don't you sing those again? There's lots of us that don't have heard them. And I said, that's exactly what Brother Dave Javernoff and myself were talking about almost two years ago. And we were trying to bond us each other to get up and do them again. Because there's like 15, 16 years you've changed from CDs to MP3s to Walkmans to online pods and all these different things. So people here that haven't heard a lot of those songs, and you've gone through the same trials, you've got God's the same, and and if he's put it on our heart to write them or to sing them, however rich or poor they come out, um, I think that... Uh, we need to admonish each other to do it again. And I just trust, uh, it's, it's probably 26, 28 years ago. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> help. <laughs> if it's too loud, I kind of bang this thing. So if it's too loud, would you do the... 
Thanks. Okay. Take my hands, dear Lord, and reach out to your lost seed. Make my lips cry out to your people, come in. Take my heart, oh Lord, and fill it with divine love that I may share it with all I need to be used of God. What a privilege to be found in His service. I want to be walking up the steps of faith into His presence. Lord, have Your will and way in me. Direct my feet, dear Lord, to walk in those footprints that lead to every promise that is mine. And to stand upon the solid rock, the rock of your word, and claim the victory. What a privilege to be found in your service. I want to be walking up the steps of faith into your presence. Oh, have your will and way in me. Cause my eyes, precious Lord, to see the needs of my brother and freely give what you've given to me. May it be, dear Lord, that I, in some small way, may be used to go.
Thank you, Brother Mike. Let's just sing goodness of God as Brother Murphy comes to bring the word. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me.
wonderful? Always when we welcome Him, and He says, always come. When we're talking about Him, He'll always come on the same. Let's uh, stand that we just uh, go to the Scripture right away. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us just bow our head before we go to the Scripture. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, it's such a wonderful atmosphere that your children that are created out for you to come, Lord. Lord, because we do want to fellowship with you. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear you, that you love us. Lord, it's because of you love us, Lord. And as first to love us, then we can love you, Lord. Lord, that the love of God is such a wonderful thing that in making himself a real to this a sinful man, Lord. Lord, uh, how man that in the darkness is probing, Lord, back and forth uh, here and there, but couldn't find God. But Lord, man not supposed to find you is because you find it at us, Lord. You find your lost children that in this lost condition. Oh God, how we thank you that you send this messenger. Let us send the word of God in this hour to us. Give us the direction. Let us walk it out of the confusion. And know where we're coming from. And know where we're going to. Father, we give you all the thanks, Lord. I just pray, Lord, as tonight we gather together again. As we open up your scripture. We pray to Lord Jesus. Lord, you yourself personally opened up your word to us. Lord, just one word from you will satisfy us. One touch from you. Lord, it will heal the sick. It will deliver to the people that's been bound. It will meet to the people that's desperate that need you, Lord. We give you all the glory and thanks. Asking in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We'll read uh, verses 13 to uh, 18. Thank you for the musicians and thank you, Brother Mike, for singing that special. I appreciate that very much. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of a many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. May the Lord bless this word. You may be seated. Uh, I would like to speak of the title. Uh, it might be it sounds a little strange to you. Uh, a renewable resource. I uh, just want to tell you, I'm not a belong to the Green Party or whatever party they are, but uh, I'll, I'll try to uh, uh, just um, uh, uh, take it to the scripture. 
Uh, I don't know if I should, I could have finished this today or not, but I'll, I'll try. If not, uh, we'll just uh, do it another another time. So Brother Branham said in a perseverance, and he said, and now perseverance to be persistent, to try to make a goal. You got your mind set on something, and you are persistent in it because you believe it's the thing that you want. So persistence, you have to want first. If you if you don't want uh, the things that you can have it or don't have it, or you just haphazardly, uh, that's you you won't have the persistence. But if you want to be perseverance, first you have to make sure this is the thing that you want. This is something that you are desperately that you needed, and you believe you can get it. And when something that was really that you wanted. But if you don't believe you can get it, no matter how much want you have, you still won't be able to achieve that. So that's what the brother Bama said. And then now, pardon me, he said that to be persistent, you got your mind made up now. That's what you're going to do. Uh, and whenever we come to the church, it's always at the time for decision. It's the decision making that when we walk in and here, we're listening to the, the preaching. You said, well, I don't have some desperate need and things. You have to make a decision. Do you want to receive the word or you don't want to receive the word? You said, by your, uh, you said, I'm, I'm hearing the word, but when you hear another word, it puts you into the responsibility that you must either reject it or you receive it. And to receive the word is not just mentally receive it. Receive the word is that I believe this word is the truth. And by the help of a God, by the grace of a God, I'm not going to be the hearer of the word. I'm going to be the doer of the word. That's applied to your healing. That's applied to your children. That's applied to your wayward children. That apply to your loved one. That apply to our young people. That apply to everybody that hearing this voice here. He said, now you cannot have faith in God without knowing the word of a God or knowing something about God. You have to have a certain knowledge about God. Know the principles of God. Know the, uh, the way that God doing things. And when you catch the weight of God doing things, then you said, okay, this is the heart of the Lord. The Lord wants somebody to believe Him. The Lord don't want somebody to reason about Him. The Lord wants somebody not just listening to the Word, but Lord wants somebody become a doer of the Word. That a person might not shout, that a person might not scream, but by the silently, when they hear the Word, they said, this is my chance. I need to give my heart to the Lord. And then they baptize that person getting more from God than the person just in their spirit just to try to get it stimulated. And in a perseverance, a brother Branham says that it's a perseverance, according to Webster, the dictionary, is that it means to be persistent in making a goal. You must be fully persuaded and then be persistent. He said that then you are perseverance. He said, it's a good word. I like it. I'm very fond of that fine word, perseverance. You're thinking about how much uh, uh, the, the prophet liked it. And he preached a, a 15th service uh, about the perseverance and uh, the perseverance. That shows how he found out about that word. Because that's only the characteristic belongs to the bride of Jesus Christ. It's not that the people that walk the 90% of the way that uh, be saved. It's not that the people that walk even 99% of the way, let alone half of the way, then give it up. It's that the people that endure to the end, they shall be saved. 
is that that's an attitude that all Christian should be in at all time. He said, be perseverant. And they have to have a faith in what they are trying to achieve. And when they do, then they are perseverant. So that means, if you want to say, that, what is the perseverance? Faith is perseverance. Faith is not that a drop off. Faith is not just a halfway through. Faith is not something that you started. Faith is a, you must end it with the faith. So that's the one we talk about a perseverance. That means that the person must have the faith all the way through, all the way to the end. Always believe what is the word of God has said. Because it become a harder and a harder to believe just what is the word of God said instead of your reasoning try to tell you or imagination try to tell you. It's only what is the word God, word of the Lord has said to you, not generally, but personally to you, that you have to be responsible for that word. And never give up to the right goal. If you find it at the right goal, if God has a set into the word, said that by your, by his stripe, that he be your healed, that is the right goal to achieve. Satan has no power over God's word. Satan has a power to uh, damaging our body. Satan has the power to do the hard things, to do the difficult things that in our life. But God has more power can reverse what he has done. And when you know the heart of the Lord and know that's the right goal to do, God wants some people that can believe His word no matter what situation, no matter what condition that they are in, regardless of what anybody else said, regardless of what situation, there was how many against, situation that is against you, but a person that's a perseverance is not the size of the faith, but a perseverance with the faith of whatever God granted it to them and go all the way to the end to achieve the goal. And when you know your goal, you shouldn't let anything to distract you or deter you away from that. So you must be sure that it's the word of a God. When you're sure that it's the word of a God has said to you that believe unto Jesus Christ, you and your house shall be saved, then that is the goal. Then you'll be persevering to it. And I, I think I shared this testimony before, but I think it is worthwhile to share it again. When I, when my, when my father was the first, got into sickness, I think they called it a cranky Canada. Uh, that's, uh, it's not a Canadian, uh, uh, privileged, uh, uh, disease. It was just uh, a doctor called Canada finds it as a disease. And it got all the tumors in his intestine. There's only 150 people in the world that had that. And when he was in the deathbed, he couldn't even get up, couldn't even uh, talk normally. And my mom phoned me, said, your daddy, uh, it seems like your daddy's gonna go. And, uh, you, you needed a coming back to see your daddy the last time. I was just a new believer. That's the year, I think it's the year, year 2000 to 2002. When is the SARS started? Do you remember? Well, it's a long history, but anyway. And just when the SARS started in, in, in China, that's where my daddy to had that, uh, that type of a disease. And then in China, he's the only case that had that type of disease. All the rest of them, either in Canada or in North America or in Japan. That's the only three places that they find this type of disease. And then when he, when he got that, my mom said, you come on, come back to see your daddy the last time. Then as a new believer, as a new as that I am, but I know something, I know God's heart. He likes people who have a faith on God's word. 
I might never touch him. I never, I might never saw him. I might never know a whole lot about the word of God. But one thing I know, God loves people who believe and take him according to his word. Whatever his word said, no matter how simple, how illiterate that person, how ignorant that person is, but if that person can believe the word of God, and God is obligated to perform what you have believed. And I said, give the phone to my dad. And then my dad picked up the phone and uh, I said, you're dead. Because he's the, he's the chairman of the Communist Party. He's the member of that. And then I said, Daddy, you've been an atheist all your life. I said, but, uh, but I said that the word of God said, believe unto Jesus, you and your house shall be saved. I said, Dad, I don't know how you, I don't want, uh, I don't care how you against what I believed. But I know one thing, God's word will never fail. If he, if he said, believe unto Jesus Christ, you and your house shall be saved. You are in your unsaved condition. God cannot take you out of the sin. And I prayed for him. Simple prayer. My wife is the witness there. And it's just simple. There's no emotion. There was no nothing. But just simply believe God's word. And after that, I prayed. I quoted the word. I said, Lord, you said, believe unto Jesus Christ. You and your house shall be saved. Lord, I don't believe you're going to take my dead out of the way while they're in such an unsaved condition. Then after I prayed, I said it on the phone. I said, Daddy, I believe God will heal you. I said, when God heal you, you give your heart to the Lord. You said, how do you have the that says the Lord? No, I don't have the that says the Lord. But I do have the that says the message in this hour. I do have the that says the word that is black and white on the Bible. That it will be hope to us to believe that word. And then I want to go back to the debate in the second week. My, my dad walked out of the hospital. And then all the tumors in his intestine, not even one left. And until today, there's still not even one tumors there. We'll do that because I know the heart of the Lord. The heart of the Lord. He loves people that take him at his word. Perseverance. Perseverance is based on what God has said. Perseverance doesn't based on what my reasoning said. Perseverance doesn't based on what theology said. Perseverance doesn't based on what my feelings tell me. Perseverance based on what God has said. But Abraham said, he said that you, he talking about the vision, not a vision, a, 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 a person that come to him said, you know, in that dream, he saw that, that the devil, it was coming before him and said, boo. And then he said, when he said, boo, he said, I got huh. And when he said, boo, again, he got huh. And then he got to become a smaller and smaller. And then after a little while, he come to the, but pushed it to the end. There's nowhere to uh, to go. Then he said, when, said, when the devil said boo, then he said boo back. Amen. That's a favorite phrase that Brother, Brother Wrong has to use that all the time. But let me bring another part of that boo to you. Brother Branham said, you don't have to say boo. But you have to say, thus says the Lord. We might not have that bull face, but we do have a, that says to the Lord. When you're being pushed to that corner, you got to know where to go. You put your back comfortably on the word of what God has said. 
And it said that the word of a God has to say it. I might not have the faith that I can put a wrong head. I might not have the faith that I put a tall head. But I put my back. The devil has to push me to the corner. I got to know where to go. But I feel comfortable. I put my back on the word of a God has to say Amen. You're not arresting upon a man's word. You're arresting on the justice of the Lord. I don't let eBay just do that. You can do that at the same time. We're only let a blind man to take his victory. When we have eyes to see. When we have the faith to believe. When we have the word of a God day and night telling us. And we can get our family together. We can get our children back to the fold. Perseverance. Before you can be perseverant, you have to have a faith in what you are trying to achieve. You must have a, that faith. I remember Brother Jean preached that impulsive faith. When God speaks to the word, that in that inspiration, when God brings the word to you and make it as real to you, and when he is set in it as a table, set in it in the Bible, set in it a message book, let that impulsive faith rise it up to take a hold of a God's word and say, this is it. This is my time. This is what the word of a God has said. I'm not going to let that lukewarm devil try to push me to the corner that I cannot live a victorious life. I'm not going to be treading down by that Satan all the time, by that depression, by that pressure of life so that I don't have a time for the Lord. I'm not going to let the devil to do that to me. That impulsive faith, rise it up, take a hold of a God's word. And then, perseverance. Perseverance is not something that's new from the impulsive faith. Perseverance, when you have that faith, just go all the way through. Take that what God has said, no matter you felt it or don't feel it. If the word of God has said so, that belongs to me. Brother Bramah said, He said, but when you have reached that place that you have faith in what you're trying to do, then you can be perseverant. He said, when a man take a, a word of a God, no matter how little that faith is, but if it won't mix with any belief, won't mix with any reasoning, imagination, memory, or whatever that channel is, I'll go into that a little bit later, don't mix it with any of those because of those things, it's not for you to trust it on. You're trusted on the word has a said so. He said he will bring him out to the light. Some of us has a great faith that will just perform miracles. Some has a faith just to hold on till it happens. When you have that an impulsive faith that the British John was to preach, that he can perform miracle right there. But if it's not that uh, great faith that you had, uh, you have, Brother Bram said, hold on till it happened. 
I think that applies to most of our people here. But if it's a genuine faith, once you get a hold of it, there's nothing going to shake you from it. It ain't going to mix. Then that person is persistent. He has a perseverance. No matter how many people says that the days of a miracle is the past, he doesn't believe it. He hold on because he has met the condition and sunk that word into a heart of faith that believeth. There he stays. And you think of the Bible talking about uh, in a second Samuel twenty three nine. He said after him was Eliezer the son of Dodo, and the Elohite, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied 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 the Philistine that were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistine until his hand was weary. And his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to spoil. When you become a perseverant, a person that's a perseverant can also become a weary. You're holding a, you're holding a paper. If you're holding just for a minute, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. If holding for 10 minutes, it doesn't bother you. But I'll challenge you holding that paper in that same position for an hour. That little paper, only a one gram weight can become a, a several hundred pounds of weight for you. So, because when you become a perseverant, it can become a weary. But though you're weary, doesn't prove that you're not a soldier anymore. Even that, uh, even that, uh, uh, the man that is ahead of faith, even that a man can battle, even that a man has uh, the power that the Lord has empowered to them too, but even those men can get weary as well. The Bible said even David, when he was, uh, he wanted fighting with the people, that he become a weary. He almost got killed. So that the person, when we are perseverant, and he can, by because of the battling, the person can become a weary. And when they become a weary, and it seems like, uh, their, their, uh, their passion just starts to go down. It seems like that the faith starts to just barely to get a hold of that. But that doesn't prove that you're not a believer. You're just to become a wearied believer. But even that you are wearied, then the Bible said that this is the son of a dodo, Eliezer, he's a weary, his hand become a weary. But when is the hand to become a weary? His hand has a cleaved onto that sword. And it comes to another point, his hand and then the sword cannot be breaking loose. The hand and the sword become a one. The hand that will not let a sword go, the sword will not let a hand go either. And we can be the same way. When you are coming to the weary, coming to the time, the pressure of the world, the pressure of the works, and the different things that happen that are in our life, that the family pressure, the job pressure, and different things that we went through. But even you go through that, remember, cleave to that sword. Cleave to that word. Though you become a weary, 
But your faith can still holding that word. Where your faith holding that word, when you become a one with that word, you wouldn't let a word go. That word wouldn't let you go either. Because of you and the word had to become a one. A weary person can still hold his hand cleave to that word of God. Lord, I might not have that a miracle working faith, but Lord, I do have that a small faith that a clinging to that word and a hold on to what the word has said. And like a brother Branham said, you might just have a little faith, but you hold on to it. You'll be persevering to it. And it will happen. Then he said, so no matter what goes on, as long as you are staying with the word of God, be perseverant. No matter what sickness you got, and what a doctor said, that good man probably doing all he knows, but he is in a scientific world. But we are in a spiritual world. Where we are risen with the Christ, new life, passed from death unto life, we are a new creature in Christ. If the, the doctor that he can only do that in the scientific world, that with his five cents, that that is a physical body, and also the five cents that it, uh, uh, that it, uh, the Lord gave it to him in his spirit, but that's the only thing that he can use. But we are living in a spiritual world. In that spiritual world, you possess a sense that a doctor doesn't possess. And that sense is higher than what the doctor has. Doctor can learn by years, by years of the schooling. And try to do all he can to help the other human can, the mankind. But that he only live in the limited of the world. But we are living in a spiritual world. In that spiritual world, the things, the resource that God gives to us is unlimited. There is an infinite resource that God gives to us. That's way greater than what doctor can do. Doctor might said, your nerve has been damaged. You cannot do anything about it. But if you, if you are living in the spiritual world, that spiritual world covers every, that is a world that I cannot do. That's way beyond what is a world that I cannot do. So we know when a person, as a believer, I would say we are a supernatural being, but living in a natural being. So that's why it is a human body is like a cage, it confines you, and the limited you. The five sense is a limited you, but ours are the six sense, it cannot limit you. That six sense can go as far as you can go. You have to be confined in that five cents. That five cents, oh, because you are a human being. Your reasoning has a limit. Your imagination has a limit. Your memory, everything, your body has its limit. But if you're living in a spiritual world, you have a faith that has no limit. Faith has no limit is because the word of God has no limit. Faith based on the word of God, then you have a resource that is an infinite resource. 
Though we have to be confined by our reasoning, by our imagination, all those five senses, our physical body, but our faith can achieve, this body cannot achieve. That's why by believing the word, by his stripe, that we were healed, that we can be healed. And he can dumbfound to the doctor, how in the world that your eyes can see? How in the world your cancer can be delivered? How in the world that your TB or different of the sickness, that miraculously the Lord can totally heal that? And by the physical sense, that the world will say, well, there's no way for your children to be delivered. They've been gone into the drug, and they've been doing this, and they've been doing that. But your faith has no limit. Because of that faith tapping into an unlimited resource. It's only, it doesn't take a greater faith to do it. It just takes a perseverant faith to do it. You keep on knocking. You keep on knocking on the door. No matter what it is, it's the same the door, it doesn't open. But you keep on knocking. Your little simple faith, just keep on believing the word has said. It will eventually make that word come to pass. The person can get worried. When you get worried, are you thinking about not only this human being that we are, um, we're easily to get worried, and also we have an opponent. That opponent constantly battling with you. You thinking about it, a supernatural being. That uh, used to be that with God, sing praise, worship, that supernatural being can uh, stir up a storm, can make it on a calm to see, uh, just a, p- a peaceful uh, as a mirror. And all of a sudden, when devil get into that, he can make that sea just roaring. He can make it a tsunami, can make it all kinds of uh, these disasters that are on earth. How can you become a... Oh, match for him. There's no way for you to become a match for him. If you're fighting with him, just with your physical, in the physical realm. So when the devil started fighting with you, and he was a buffeting you, and he was a blow, and tried to do everything, and to attack you, and you must understand, you have to stop him in where he could be stopped. Because if you let him go so far, he become unstoppable. And you'll be taken away by him. God gave us a five cents just to try to touch with this earthly realm. But it gave us a control tower that can bring that five cents into subjection. And when you bring that five cents into subjection, then the devil's channel was blocked. There is no way to get to you. Let me go into it here a little bit. When we're talking about the weary, I would check it out online and say, what is the weariness that's mean? That is that a fatigue, a weariness. Weariness is a normal result of a work, mental stress, anxiety, overstimulation. Or under stimulation, jet lag, active recreation, boredom, lack of sleep, or diseases. That all can cause uh, fatigue or weariness. 
It was quite interesting what he said. Overstimulation can cause fatigue and the weariness too. That I was thinking about it spiritually. People can be overstimulated. I don't mean that you don't say amen. People can be overstimulated just in their spirit alone. People can be overstimulated just in their mind, just in their emotional realm, just in their uh, five cents that are in their, their brim, but never be stimulated in the heart of the heart so that they can be transformed, so that their nature can be changed, so that their desire can be totally surrendered to God, just so that they can completely change to the person. And they overstimulated it just in their spirit around, just in their five senses. But nothing really sunk down that into the heart so that the life can be changed. So that they can come to the church. When the music started, they can be pumping it up. And that if the preacher was exuberant in his enthusiasm, and they can be in enthusiasm. But many, some of them, they're just in their spiritual. They're just in their emotional realm. They try to go. They try to do it. They try to grab it. But again, a time goes by. Time goes along. You start to see the fruit starts to manifest differently. And you start to say they lost their passion. They lost their fervency. And uh, they, uh, they, uh, their amen started to get a little and little. Their excitement started to go down a little bit, or going down a little bit. And then you watch their life, instead of their life become a changed, their life has become a stilled or stagnated. Just all the years you find them still they're the same. What's happened? They're overstimulating it just in their mind. But on the other hand, you can be under-stimulated. Now I'm bringing you the not-head one. Some people, they can be under-stimulated. So either is in their situation, or they become a self-conscious. They, uh, they consider too much of a, what are other people going to think about me. They consider too much about what my mom and dad are going to think about me. What is the pastor, what is the preacher going to think about me? And they become too uh, self-conscious. Oh, peer pressure, especially for the young people. You find out that don't allow them to let it go into the word atmosphere, that the word starts to stimulate them. I'm not talking about it in their mind, but in their heart. When God started dealing with them, they should take that impulsive faith right there. Say, Lord, this is for me. And they can be under stimulated. That causes weariness also. And then they come into another church and they become weary. And you find out that many times that are coming from the camp meeting or different revivals or the things. And then the people that last for a little while, they carry it away. They carry the end that away for a little while. And after a little while, they're going back to their older watch to it again. And then they become a harder for them the next time to come to the people, to come back to the revival that again. You find out that the reason for them to become a weary is actually they stop too long that in their five senses. And then when the war starts lingering 
Instead of a stop that other war, to finish that war right quick, they start lingering in their reasoning realm. They start lingering just in their emotional realm. They try to end that realm, try to find God, but God doesn't live in there. God lives in His Word. His Word needs to be put in the heart, put in the soul to believe it and let it take effect. Then it started working in you. But it stopped putting it in there. And then it stopped it in there. Five cents. And then it started fighting. They started struggling. They started to say, Lord, do some change. Lord, it doesn't do change in your mind. Lord, do change in your soul. And the greatest battle I ever fought. But a man said, it must be accepted in mind. You have to think it about a word. You have to reason in it. You have to let a word go through your mind to think about it, to pondering at it. But then it's believed with the heart. This is the place to believe his word. And when you believe in the word, it might contrary to all your feeling. Contrary to your five cents. Contrary to your reasoning. Contrary to your imagination. But when that faith living inside of you, which everyone, you possess that. If you're a child of a God, you do possess that faith. No matter big or small, that faith is already living in that seed. He said, then the word of a God become a reality. Your mind goes through it. Your heart will receive it. Then the word of God become a reality. Then every senses of soul and body is just scoured out with the Holy Spirit. Then your sense of a God, your conscience of a God, everything that's godly. That means that the channel was a blow through. The channel was a cleared up. It's not from the outside to clear in. It's from the end to clear it out. And it flows through you. There is not a doubt anywhere. There is nothing can rise it up. There is nothing can come up in the memory. And then say, well, I remember Miss Jones tried to trust God. And Miss so-and-so, Miss Doe, tried to trust God for healing. One time, and she failed. But if that channel has been cleared out and been purged and been filled on the inside with the Holy Spirit, that don't even come in memory. No matter what, no matter, no matter about, no matter about Miss Jones and what she did, it's you and God together and nobody else but you too. There you are. There is your battle. Killed him. At the beginning. The people become weary because of the lingering too long. The lingering in their mind is thinking too long. Then they become wearied. Then their mind become a, become a confused. Then the things start to go in. Then they're still battling with the devil, but they are not battling with their sixth sense, the Holy Spirit life that is in them, but they're battling with the devil with their five sense. But Brother Abraham said that there's your battle. Kill him at the beginning. Stop him dead in his track. It ain't how long you can make the war linger is to stop it right now. If that doubt and the coming into you, stop it right now. If that doubt coming into you about your healing, stop it right now. Don't reason them with it. When you're reasoning with it, then you lost the war because you started lingering in your spirit realm. He said, think about it. 
is that if you will come and you will keep them in memories and conscience and in everything, thinking about, well, I might fail. It might not be right. Don't you do that at all. You throw aside everything and open up the channel and say, God, your word is eternally true. And it is for me. If the whole church fails, if the whole world fails, yet I can fail. Because I'm taking your word. And the prophet said, he said, you got to get a soldier. The Holy Spirit placed as a battlefront that takes God's word. Here's the word and it stands there. There's nothing going to stop it in. There's nothing. Every one of the outer channel is a cleared it out. You must let a channel be cleared. But before you can clear it in the channel, you must receive him that in your heart. Then you can say, Satan, Holy Ghost is on the front door. It's not me on the front door anymore, but it's the Holy Spirit is on the front door. It's the faith and the perseverance is on the front door. It's not my five senses are on the front door trying to fight, but the Spirit of God living in me to only direct me to what the Word has said. And then he said, it's just like an old boiler with a flue stopped up. He said, you put a fire in, it will blow you, uh, blow your things up. He said, that's what's the matter with so many blow it up Christians. It's because of that they don't clean the channels out. They don't go down to the inside. It's just a reasoning in their mind with their situation. You know, is this a situation is too hard? You know, I've been in this, uh, Condition for so many years. Well, maybe I'll just a persistent, I'll just a perseverant until God's time. Maybe He will let me, uh, uh, be released from this. That's not the way to fight. The way to fight is, uh, God, you already finished this. That in the heart of heart, I received that word and said, you're not to want your children to be undelivered like this. God doesn't want our brother Milko be sitting on the bed. That bed is not made for him. That bed is made for other people. But that bed is not made for the children of God. His position is supposed to be here. And people might think, you know, I go through this darkness. I go through this tunnel. I have to go all the way to the end. You don't have to go all the way to the end. People, a lot of the time, when you're going through some of the difficulty, the first thing comes to their mind, uh, well, I guess I have to go through this. I have to go through this for a year and after a year. And year. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I have to go through this. You don't have to. A lot of the time, you go through a tunnel. People already prefigured in their mind, I got to go to the end of the tunnel, then I come out. What if God just give you a side door after just before a few yards and you're going to the tunnel, then it's like, I'm taking you out there. But your mind, your five senses has already prefigured that I gotta go to that, I gotta become persevering. Persevering is to believe in the word of a God. That the word of a God take you out of that situation. Don't try to predetermine what God will do. God is unlimited. His word is, it is finished. I already healed you. I already delivered you. Your children doesn't have to be out in the world for years. 
Your children doesn't have to be out in the world. Better drug, better different things. Bring them into the bondage. They can be delivered right now. It is finished. You think about it, that woman. That'll go to the unjust judge. And then the unjust judge said, let me read this to you. I'll just read it from the Amplified for you. He said, yet because there's a widow continues to bother me. I'm waiting for that, brother. This widow continue to bother me. It's not just a bother one time. It's a continually to bother me. He said, because he continually bother me, I will defend and protect and avenge her. Lest she give me intolerable annoyance and wear me out by her continual coming. Either your face, which you let your sight go back to your better EBA, or is your annoyance with that God to give that sight back to you. That means you're in a win-win situation. You can't lose. You just keep bothering. He will have to answer you. You say, Lord, here I come again. As long as you live, as long as I live, I'm going to continue to bother you. I'm not going to continue to annoy you. You know, God can be get weary too. God can be worried about two things. God can be worried by your tradition. He said, your sacrifice becomes stink in my nose. He said, your sacrifice and your new moon and everything, he said, become a, become a weariness of me. Wearies me. God can be wearied by your tradition. That it were forsaking you. When you are limited to God, he said, he can only do this way. He can only do that way. He cannot do it. That's become a tradition. That made God become a weary. And there's another thing can make God become a weary. When you have that a persevering faith, though as small as it can be, but God has said, God has said to believe unto Jesus Christ, me and my house shall be saved. God has said through to the prophet, said to the faith that for your salvation, that same faith can be the salvation for your loved ones. God has said that. When you continually the coming, it's like that unjust judge that the Bible said that because of the continual, he bothered me. He said, I will defend. God, he said, when you continue coming to me, I will defend you. It's not that I try to just defending yourself, but God inside of you, he will defending you. When devil keep coming to you, say that you cannot go to the rapture. You're not going to the body change. You don't have to defend it. God said, I will defend. All you have to do, come back to God. As I said last time, all the time, look at the blood. Look at the blood. 
God has provided a sacrifice. He's the lamb that has been slain before the foundation of the world. That is what I might focus on. You keep coming to that sacrifice. He said, I will defend and I will protect. It's not that we try to protect our family. God said, I will protect. You just look to me. You just keep annoying me. You just keep bothering me. And whatever we committed into his hand, he will keep it until that day. And he will avenge for you. If he will avenge for that woman, and he will avenge it for you. If the devil had to take your own children out of the way, he is the one become an avenger. Isn't our God Jesus Christ that is a goel? Isn't he the kingsman redeemer? If the kingsman redeemer knows the true fold of a role that the kingsman redeemer have, he must be willing and able to redeem you. And also kingsman redeemer is an avenger as well. It's not a we try to fight, but a battle belongs to the Lord. You just look to the blood. Keep coming to the Lord. He will become an avenger for you. And said, lest she give me intolerable annoyance and, and wear me out by her continual coming. Or at last she come and reel on me. Or assault me. Or strangle me. That is a perseverance. You laugh, but that's what God said you need to be. When He come on earth, would He find faith? What kind of faith? This type of faith. The faith was a keep coming. The faith is not just a, it arise, rise it up, and when everybody's rise about faith, when everybody quieting down, that it still says, that says the Lord, the word is still the truth. I believe the word has said. When everybody, when yourself, when you're feeling, when your sense, the five sense, all telling you, you're not going to be healed, and that six sense still rise up, by his stripe I'm healed. Amen. When that five sense, when that in your feeling realm, that you still the devil constantly reminding you, your mistake, you're doing this, your weakness, and treading down you, you said, I'm not looking at this, this is all lying vanity, I'm only looking at one thing, God promised, there will be a spotless bride, and I'm a one of that member. And then he said, and then the Lord said, listen to what an unjust judge says. And will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones who cry to him day and night, will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? He said, I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. You don't have to go through the trials all the way to the end of the tunnel, then come out. When you look at the left, you look at the right, and you look at the front and the back, there's no way God always can give you the way, way of escape when you look at it up to Him. He said He will answer them speedily. How speedily? What? How fast? One year? 
Two years? I tell you, faster than that. Way faster than that. He said, I already done that. When you prayed it, he said, I already done that. He said, it's the finish of the one he was on the cross. And all your healing and all your deliverance, everything that you needed, he said, it's all finished. It depends on how fast you receive that. If you receive that, you say, the Lord, that is done. It is a finish. I don't even want to bother myself with wasting my time to continue to pray. It is it's already finished. That called a perseverance. Perseverance doesn't mean how long you last, how fast you can end this war. But apparently said in the Smyrna church age, he said his approval of any of us is only in the beloved. His love is the elective which he had for us before the foundation of the world. Does he love us? Oh yes. But how shall we know? We shall know because he says so. Not only that, and manifested that he did love us for he brought us to himself. Has he brought you to that person of Jesus Christ? And he gave us of his spirit. Has he given you the Holy Spirit? His own life? That shows his love. Placing us as the sons. Not in future. Already we're sitting in the heavenly place. And how shall I prove my love to him? By believing what he said. And by conducting myself with the joy amidst the trials that he in his wisdom allows to come to pass. How can you have a joy? To believe that the Lord's his wisdom put me into this. And to believe speedily he will answer my prayer. How fast? He's already answered. Everything is done. It is already finished. It's not some work that isn't in the future. It's already happened to the right now. That is the moment. It is finished. If we can live our five cents, just go to that six cents to believe what is the word of a God. Everything is finished right there. And he said, but the devil will try to come right back. But the prophet said, but don't trust them. Those cents. That is say, taste, feel, smell, and hear. Don't trust them unless they agree with the word. They're all right, but if they disagree with the word, don't you listen to them. Imagination, conscience, memory, reasons, and affections, they're all right if they agree with the word. But your affection doesn't agree with the word, get rid of it. We have that in the word man. That in the word man is that what we're supposed to put our all faces on. It's not on an hour to the five cents. Although we need to the five cents. You need to the five cents. I need to the five cents. We need the reasoning. We do need an imagination. Think about it. If without reasoning, you couldn't even understand what I'm trying to say here. I have to have that reasoning. But must bring that reasoning under subjection. Do I have to have the imagination? Yes, we have to have the imagination. In a few days, you young people go to the, go to the, the camp. You will see a lot of imagination. Because you're gonna go, you're gonna see all the skid. You have to have this imagination so that you can have all the drama, all the things. 
Does the prayer of Abraham have the imagination? No, of course he used the imagination. He said that Zacchaeus had become a, uh, he was a sitting on a garbage can. I tried to reach it. Uh, he said that other people coming over here, uh, Zacchaeus started working for the city. That takes imagination. But that imagination is bring under the subjection of the word of God. Do we have to have an affection? Of course we need affection. If I don't have affection, the ones are going to be extinct. We have to have an affection. I cannot just say that I have a divine love for my wife, a divine love, a godly love. If I only have an agape love for my wife, the ones will be extinct. You must have that affection. Just the human love that we have, we have an affection toward each other. We all have to have, but bring that under subjection. Conscience, you need a conscience. Everybody need a conscience. You said, well, it doesn't bother me to cut my hair. It doesn't bother my conscience to cut my hair. That's a direct quote from Brother Branham. He said, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother my conscience. And I try to do this and try to do that, Brother Branham. But you don't have a conscience no more than you have steak, have hips. You do need a conscience. But all of those must be under subjection of the word. If the word said it differently, disagree with your, your, whatever your five cents said. And then if the word is agree with that, that's fine. And all we need to do is to bring that five cents under subjection. Subject to what? To the inward man. To the one that God has given a new birth to that. That is the life of Jesus Christ living in you. And bring them all the five cents to that to that subjection, to that inward man. And the Bible said that the outward man is a perishing. What is the perishing man? It's to consume of a bodily vigor or strength, the change for the worse. That our man was constantly, it was a depression. Oh my goodness. All my time is run out. The hour man is constantly diminishing or perishing. But the Bible says that an inward man is renewed day by day. Let me pass this some pages. So let me just try to wrap it up here. And it's for weep. Paul said, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has to shine in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessel, that excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What is it of the treasure that in the earthen vessel? The treasure, it means that the place, it's not only just mean the thing. But it's in the place in which good and precious things are collected and laid up. It's a treasury. It's a storehouse. It's a repository. We have a treasure house. Not only a treasure, but it was a storehouse has stored all the precious things that is laid in there. When we have the inward man, which is the true you, which is the real you, when you are born again, when a new birth, they give it to you, there's a real you that is living inside of you.
It's not an old man anymore, but that a true. I will say that a true Jessica living it inside of you. True brother John, that living it inside of you. That is that an inward man that God gave a life to. But when that an inward man, when God gave it a new birth, it's not just to leave you high and dry. It's their, their inward man was connected to an unlimited resource. It's that the Bible said, it said that there is a treasure in that earthen vessel. That means that we have an unlimited resource living inside of this vessel. That inward man, when they was tapped into or connected with an unlimited resource, it's a renewable resource. Resource. Because of the Bible said, for which cause we fed not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. God constantly supply the resources to you. You're not just living there just doing the things by yourself. When you become a weary, there's a renewable resource that is living inside of you. Constantly supply for what you need. If you need a faith, there's a renewable resource living inside of you to give you that faith. If you need the power from the Lord to overcome sin, that a renewable resource living inside of you to give you that. God is that a renewable resource that constantly replenish, supply whatever your need is. But when God has that a renewable resource, guess what? Satan will have the resource too. But Satan doesn't possess the renewable resource. Whatever he has done, he has done, that's it. When Satan put that death stinger into Jesus Christ, he only can done once. Because what he has is a non-renewable resource. When he put that stinger of death into Jesus, he lost his stinger. He cannot sting any longer. But God gave us a renewable resource. Death cannot hold you. Sickness cannot hold you. The lukewarmness, anything in this world cannot hold you. Because you possess a renewable resource. God said that the inward man is renewed day by day. He constantly provides you the energy. He constantly provides you the dynamite that you will need to survive in this earth. To go to another world. Even if you're thinking about the devil, that the Bible said at the end, there's a 200,000 of thousand demon has released. But how am I thankful? God put a number in there. If he put that number, that means that's it. That 200,000, the thousand devil, that's all that Satan has had. That's all the resource that Satan has had. That's the end resource, every reservoir, every reserve Satan has a use in this last age. He released all his demon out. The demon of sickness, the demon of depression, the demon of oppression, everything devil released in this last age. But thank God, he only got a non-renewable resource. When he released everything, he got a no backup. He got a no reserve. If he has that no reserve, that 200,000, thousand demon released, though he released and still cannot hold you. Though those demon has been released on you, you're still sitting here listening to the world. 
And that alone out of demon was a release of all the resource that it had. Think about it during the COVID. We're having to watch it out of screen to preach to it out of screen. You have to sitting in your house, in your room, that are listening, that are watching to the service. How do you feel, Lord? I'm so weak. I become weary. The Satan has done damage to me. Listen, he used all his resource. But after this is open, every one of them is still here. What does that mean? You are possessed a renewable resource. But Satan has a use it up everything that he has to use up. Though the use of all the backup, he still cannot make you disbelieve the word of a God. Though the use of every reserve, he still cannot make you not come to the church. How we thank you, the Lord, that he gave us as a renewable resource that constantly replenishes our need. When Satan used it up in everything, all the doubt, all the disagreement, all the everything, that he can manage it up. But you're still here, Brother Darren. You're still here, Sister Lisa. How the devil is trying to get you. But none of his 200,000, thousand demons can get you out of to disbelieve in the word of a God. What is it? It doesn't mean that this Satan doesn't have a power. But he doesn't have a power enough. Because when he uses it up, that's it. But when we use it up, when you feel weary, when you feel tired, and the second day, there's a message to come out. There's a fresh word coming out. And you'll be energized in it again. What to prove? If that prove that they have used renewable resources living in you, no matter what you're going through, you can always bounce up. No matter how Satan try to tempt you, make you stumble, but you can always come up. You possess an unlimited resource. Well, you possess an unlimited resource. That's why you can bring the five cents under subjection. That's why you can make your reasoning under subjection. When it disagrees with the word, you get rid of your reasoning. You listen to what is the word of God has said. The imagination and everything. And you make that under subjection. You make that a use for the word of a God. Not for the world. Thinking about a brother Darren. He makes the message how about available. He takes the knowledge that I got to do. That knowledge can make him a million dollars in the world. But it dedicated that to the Lord. Forsaken of that. What does that mean? That renewable resource of living inside of you. And it makes the five cents under subjection. And you sisters to do the same thing. You think, what I do? I haven't done nothing. But apparently said, when you serve your husband, you are serving the Lord. It's you that a renewable resource of living in you makes your five cents to under subjection. To do things that are according to what is the word of a God to do. How we're thankful that God doesn't give us just a limited resource. As a musician come, he give us a renewable. Though our man perishing, but an inward man is a renewed day by day. It's not even a just a said, okay, do you believe it over one year and next year I'll give you somebody. He said, day by day. Every day we're tapping into that renewable resource. Disregard what a Satan tried to say. Disregard what your five cents Try to telling you. But you possess that resource that no demon, no devil in the world can take you down.
How we thank you, Lord. And then, let me just give it on the final, the verse in here. He said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That is tapping in renewable resource that God gave it to you, though your eye doesn't see it, but it's a living right there. We doesn't see that by our five sins, but we see that by the six sins, the faith is that a persevering to what God has said. And then the Bible in the first Thessalonians said, for this cause, also thank God, thank we God without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye receive it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. What is the effect of the work? That is the energy. That is the energy. God gave you the renewable energy that is living inside of you. It's not from a grim party or this grim piece or this that. But God has a renewable, unlimited resource that has it provided it to you. It says, for it's a God which works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's the same word that there's an energy that in the word of God can energize you both to will and to do his pleasure. Who's living in you? It's not a brother Alex living in brother Alex. It's God living in you. I was so appreciated that brother John was speaking. Who are you? You're God. You say, I was thinking about the Lord. This is God. And when I look at my flesh, when I look at my failure, when I look at my mistake, this is not God. But I'm so thankful God is living inside of me. That's why we peeled off it as an earthly body. We don't look at what is the body trying to tell us. We look at who is living inside of me. If I know that the word of God has said so, I told Brother Tom, I said it's so hard to swallow that. But when you swallow it, it feels so good. It's so hard to swallow the word of a God. that you are God. You have that in a tap and a resource, renewable resource, unlimited in you. I live in the inside of you. I choose to live inside of the body. If I choose to live inside of the body, I mean I'm coming back to take you to the future home. I'm going to prepare it for you. How do I get to that? By Him living in me, I know He's going to take me to that future home. How we thankful to the Lord. Let us stand. Can we sing a song? My hope is in the Lord. I stand in awe with Him.
friends, your hope is in the Lord. He's the only hope of, a, of the believer. The world that they might be having their weight of a hope. They try to hope their hope and maybe build on the politician. They're hoping that maybe uh, build on the economy. But our hope is built on the Lord. He's the only resource that we have. Sometimes we might feel that we come to the end of the resource. But always remember, you have the renewable resource, the living right inside of you. He chooses the living in you. He doesn't choose it anybody else. There is a people that's way better than us, but God never chooses them. There's a people that have a way more education than us, but God never chooses. God loves the people that who have a faith to take God as His word. That whatever that He said, they believe that it is the truth. Let's bow our head. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, how we thank you, Lord. You've given us the word in this hour. Lord, you have ascended as a messenger. Lord, his messenger has been faithful, has been believing. Lord, it denied all the offer from the, the denomination, all the temptation that uh, have the bigger organization, that the bigger this and bigger that. But Lord, all he has to do is a faithful to the message that you entrusted it to him. Because that he knows that one day that we're the one is going to receive that message. We're the one is going to live that message. Lord, I so appreciate it what you send to this to the prophet. But Lord, I appreciate it more that the people that not only just say they're believing, but it become a doer, the living to the message that what he have a believe. Lord, we're thankful for the people that give their whole heart to you to believe every word of what God has said is the truth and to live the life of before this world and that is the world to know there is a bride that is living to what his name has matched to her. Lord, you call them a bride because they live a holy and a pure life, the virgin life that worthy for the gospel. Lord, we thank you for the word that make us to become and have the virgin face to believe in whatever the word of God has said to be the truth. Lord, I pray you that it lead your children and then go back to home. Lord, let them to understand and remember, Lord, it's not that it's just a merely some word that are living inside of them. It's not just a merely some doctrine living inside of them, but it's the word of God. It's a God himself, the person of Jesus Christ living inside of them. Lord, we give it all the thanks and glory to you. Then lead your children safely back to home. As they're pondering that of the word, Lord, and may your presence just draw nigh it unto them and make yourself become more real to them. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's sing another song that the battle is of the Lord. Just before we go, let's just sing this all together. The battle is the Lord. There is a sword.
Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful you're not another one trying to battle? But He's the one. The battle belongs to the Lord. And now we can face it in an enemy. If we know we're trying to face it in an enemy, it's scary. But how we're thankful there's a God living inside of us. It's He's the one that will do the battling. Is that you try to battle the trials that you're going through, the difficulties that you are facing? But He's the one that's living inside of you to do all the battle. You know, every time when I hear it as some testimony, my heart is just so rejoiced. And the other day, there's a brother in China that called me. He said, you know, the police has to visit them. And I asked them to shut it down. And they literally closed to the service. Then they cannot have a service anymore. They said if you keep it uh, having a service, they're going to confiscate their property. And but then afterward, and so the brother was uh, taken to the police station and to the religious department, and they tried to uh, ask them the question. But you know, it's just the Lord to give them the wisdom to answer them. The uh, religious department official said, "Why don't you go back to the streets of the church?" Why don't you go back to the denomination? Why do you have to have your own church? You know, they have a bigger church. They have the people. They have the pastor. He said, they don't believe the Bible. And he said, what do you mean they don't believe it in the Bible? Aren't you having the same Bible? He said, the Bible never said there's a trinity. The Bible said that there's the one God. And he said, there, there, there's no trinity word in the Bible. The official said, yes. He said, there's no trinity the word in there. And then they said, well, what else? They said, well, we don't believe there's a woman preacher. He said, there's a woman preaching all the time to me. How can I sit down there? He said, the Bible said that there's no woman preacher. He pointed to the Bible to them. And the official from the garment said, oh, no wonder that you don't go. And they let him go. He said, you know, just, just go, but just don't. Don't have the don't have a service in that property. You can do anything else, but don't have that in a property. You know, in the place they can't say that in this way or that way. They have to say some more secretly. So the brother take that advice from the police. They have the they rented a restaurant. They rented a a place. Uh, just go there. Everybody having fellowship. <laughs> and he sent me a little clip that the brother still preaching the word. And with all the teeth is on there, with all the sunflower seed is on there, preaching it just as it can be. Is that the devil might kind of take our house away, take our place. So that they might take it to the place that we worship away, but he cannot take it to worship it inside of us another way. Why? Because we have a renewable resource. The devil can only have a non-renewable when he uses up all he has. Think about it. This is the climax. The best of the best that the devil can do and still cannot hold you and still cannot defeat you. There is a resource living inside of every believer. Though it is unseen, but we're the one to manifest it out of the unseen. You're the one that you're alive to show there is a renewable resource living right inside of you. May the Lord bless you. Let's shake hands with each other. Have a happy day. Until the Sunday, we're going to hear it our brother Tom going to preach. I'm going to prophesy too. <laughs> That's easy to prophesy because only us two left. <laughs> but God bless you. May the Lord give you a wonderful rest of the week. Until we see each other again.